of uh, the Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform and so Rural Development. To welcome you on uh, to, our uh, public uh, hearings uh, uh, at day five of uh, where uh, we will be uh, engaging with uh, the citizens of the Republic of South Africa on the upgrading of the land tenure uh, rights, upgrading of the land tenure rights amendment bill, uh, where we have been engaging with a number of stakeholders to gain their input. I therefore want to take this opportunity to welcome you all honorable members who are in attendance and also welcome all our presenters uh, who will be afforded 10 minutes to put their presentations. And after the three presenters, we will then have questions of clarity, which uh, uh, we will then afford our presenters an opportunity to uh, give their uh, responses. Allow me then, honorable members, to take this opportunity to call upon our first presenter, Mr. Bongani Ntweni, community member coming all the way from Pumalanga province. Baum Tweni, you may proceed. Unmute your microphone, Baum Tweni. Yes, please unmute your microphone. Unmute the microphone so we can hear you. Oh, okay. Sanbonani. Kunjani baum tweni. Siya pila kakulu, mbingele la bonke njaba kona yiko mitlonke. Mtweni from... Present. Mtweni. Mtweni from Standardton. Mtweni from Standardton. Pihansel Farm. Pihansel Farm. So, in Tanda, I want to say, as a rural person, I want to say that. Oh, I wish things that I, I wish that they be done for us about the tenor rights, land tenor rights. Firstly, we should be given whether it's a paper like an agreement showing the ownership of the farm where we reside. So that you are able to build or rent our houses. And uh, we are having mud huts in the farm. We are unable to erect our houses. We don't have electricity. They don't. Our farm owners don't want to sign the papers that we give them. For ownership. So, is it clear? We just sing a 
while waiting for the law enforcement to take its course, we request. So, request those when the farm owner goes away living in a place where we reside as residents we wish that we be informed as to how was the agreement about between the buyer and the seller of the farm. Because afterwards, we fight with the new owner of the farm. So, you have to know the agreement between the new owner and the new buyer, the new buyer and the seller. So, we also request, even if it's RDP houses, we don't even get this assistance of the RTP houses from the government. We don't. Every time when there is a project to be brought to us, the farm owner doesn't allow us to get that those benefits. They 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 don't want us to do whatever in their farms. We are not allowed to. So Namanja Snawa Manzi and then Uma go to Yalama Chocho from Gamaspala, Umlunga Raifun and Awiniaki, Zonkelezos in Dolores. Even now we don't have water. If the municipality brings the Jojo tanks to us, the farm owner doesn't allow that to happen. So Gafushan and Jastelanga Gatenda when the Semakaya Nanga Yabilunga Bafigila Batangindao, Esakulela Guzo. Shortly, we are having it hard where we reside because of the new buyers of the farms where we reside. They don't work well with us. We fight every day. There are lots of limitations. We are unable to access whatever that we enjoyed before. Because of these new farm owners, we are unable to access whatever assistance that you can get. We even the our livestock doesn't enjoy water. We have to share water with our livestock because the farm owners don't allow things to happen freely and smoothly. So you know when there is a 
as the people who have been there, we are born and bred in those areas, we no longer enjoy whatever we must enjoy. <laughs> Thank you very much for now. That is all that I wanted to say. Sebulela kakulu bawo ubongani ntweni from Pumalang uh, with your presentation. And I'm certain that the honorable members uh, have received it well. We will in due time be able to take an opportunity to ask questions of clarity. Honorable members, uh, allow me to uh, call on our next presenter, Utatu uh, Dr. Fani Nkapai from Alusa Mpumakolon. Nkapai. The Abulisa Mshanga Pambi. Yes. You may proceed, uh, Dr. Ntapai. Thank you. Uh, I really feel honored for this opportunity to be able to talk to you about the experiences and uh, the work we are doing. Uh, regarding the issues of land. I'm a research associate of the Center for African Studies at the University of Cape Town. I'm also a senior researcher for the Trust for Community Outreach and Education, a national uh, organization, non-governmental organization that works closely with India and the national land movement. India consists of landless rural women's organizations, such as the Rural Women's Assembly, farm workers and, and dwellers, small-scale producers, some on land reform farms, whilst others are on communal land. Residents in former mission stations and on common age land, as well as small-scale fishers, mostly in coastal areas. Most of the members of Inyanda are rural residents under traditional authorities. Therefore, the issues contained in the bill are relevant to most members of Inyanda. A person and uh, honorable members, uh, let me briefly talk about uh, our South African context currently, which uh, emanates or comes from uh, colonial intervention and apartheid engineering that has resulted in compatibilization of South Africa into different spaces such as urban, rural areas under traditional authorities, rural spaces under commercial farms, and the former mission stations. Due to this set history, these different areas have different land tenure arrangements. For instance, white people in urban areas generally have freehold titles, whereas black people in the same urban space largely have no formal tenure arrangements. 
At the same time, a large portion of common age land around urban areas is mostly on land on long-term leases to white farmers, whereas their black counterparts get it on short-term leases, those who are lucky to get it anyway. Similarly, most white commercial farmers have freehold titles. The same applies to black farmers who have acquired farms privately. However, some farmers who have acquired, some black farmers who have acquired land through land reform either struggle to get the titles to their land or get it on leasehold. The latter refers to people who get access to land on leasehold through the government's proactive land acquisition strategy, that is PLUS. On the other, shell farms are a home large group with precarious assembly faces of their rights. For instance, farm workers in citrus farms in the Sunday River Valley of the Eastern Cape have their rights violated daily. White farmers take the farmers, I mean the workers, for a big rough, rough, rough ride. White farmers use the extension of Security of Tenure Act to, to evict the farm, the farm workers. Additionally, the land use and cultural rights of people working and living on both white-owned and black-owned farms are constantly violated. The experience of a family on a white-owned farm in Dordrecht under Emma Lachlan local municipality, which is similar to a, 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 that of farm dwellers on black-owned farms in the PST Kral farms under the Sarkisizwa local municipality, are telling. The situation of residents on church land in the former mission stations is no, is no better. Their land tenure rights are precarious and leave the residents extremely vulnerable. The experience of residents of the Paloti farm in the Inok Kijima local municipality, residents in Pesheba in the Tatatu district, and Zoar in the Western Cape confirm the precarity of the situation of residents on, on church land. After spending their lives on church land, residents in the Paloti farm are not only denied the right to bury their members, they are also threatened with eviction. They are also denied the right to perform cultural practices such as taking their sons to initiation schools on the farm and access to water and electricity have also been denied. This is similar to what the previous uh, uh, speaker has shared with, with us right just now. Chairperson and honorable members, the above examples clearly point to the failures of land reform in the past 26 years of democracy. The land tenure issue in these different spaces of the South African society need to be central in any attempt that is made to deal with land reform. This brings me to the upgrading of land tenure rights amendment bill. Chairperson and honorable members, the overall intention of the bill of ensuring that landholders get ownership to the land they occupy is commendable. However, the bill is still half a half measure that does not address the various tenure challenges highlighted above. For instance, according to schedules one and two of the upgrading of tenure land rights, uh, land tenure rights act of 1991, the bill is mostly concerned about land in the townships and in the former homelands. 
Therefore, it will lead to formulation of separate tenure for the residents in the townships and, 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 and that of those in rural areas under traditional authorities. This will be perpetuation of the colonial and apartheid systems with their different land tenure regimes. The approach undermines the country's effort to forge a common citizenship, yet this is an opportunity to develop a common land tenure system that assists in the development of a unified South Africa based on common citizenship. Related to the above point is the need to clarify the relationship of this process of upgrading land tenure with the process of reviewing land tenure, the Department of Land and Land Department of Rural Development and Land Reform has been involved in, in partnership with the United Nations Development Program. I'm aware of this pro, pro, pro process because I have been directly involved in it. The ultimate goal of the review of land tenure laws and policies would be the formulation of land tenure policy that is linked to serious land redistribution that land tenure reform directly contributes to efforts to address landlessness in the country. It is unclear how the current bill contributes to this process. Chairperson, the bill has a lot of gray areas that need further clarification. In a national discussion with members of Inyanda over the weekend, the members pointed to areas that need further elaboration. The central question members wanted to know relates to the roles of the various stakeholders in the consideration of the application for conversion of of tenure arrangements. Roman. For instance, Roman. can I continue, sir? Please proceed, Dr. Kapai. Oh, I, I heard the voice, okay. Yes, can okay. everyone please mute your microphone so that uh, we don't disturb the proceedings? Proceed, Bangkapai. Thank you. For instance, they wanted to understand the role of the, of the residents, traditional authorities and the municipalities in the whole process. The questions are informed by the desire of the members to actively participate in the implementation of land reform. This is in line with provisions of section 59 and 118 of the constitution, which deal with citizens' participation in parliamentary processes, not only of lawmaking, but also in the implementation of the laws. In other words, there is a call that if the bill becomes law, it must be structured in such a way that the citizens are able to participate at all levels. Moreover, the bill is not clear on the issue of state land. There are people who have been on state land under leasehold arrangements. Some of them are on common age land, whilst others are on leased farms. What does this act say to such people? The ideal situation would be for the landholders to be granted ownership of their land. What about the farm, white farmers who have long-term long leases long lease on common age land? Are they also going to benefit from this upgrading of tenure rights? If yes, why? And how would that not legitimize apartheid laws that gave preferential treatment to white people? A further point and linked to the previous one concerns the proposal on how the implementation of the act should be structured. The members of Inyanda land, land movement would like the decentralization of the process of determination of applications for conversion of tenure rights. The proposal is that a democratic and locally based 
civil society structure be involved in the definition of applications. This makes one of the principles of the Freedom Charter, the people shall govern, re realizable. Giving power to citizens also helps to eliminate chances of corrupt practices creeping in to, into the process, which is a serious problem in our country currently. We have had numerous cases of elite capture in the implementation of land reform. This needs to be kept. Therefore, decentralizing the process gives power to ordinary people to take decisions on matters that affect them. Lastly, the bill promises involvement of courts in the determination of ownership where there are disputes. Which courts will be involved in the process? Accessing courts is generally difficult and expensive. Poor people will not be able to challenge resourceful and unscrupulous parties if they go to courts to settle matters. This makes us very critical about the involvement of courts in the resolution of disputes, unless there will be special courts specifically established to deal with these matters. By way of conclusion, Chairperson and honorable members, I want to say that there is a serious need to link the bill to the broader processes of land reform with its three elements, land tenure, land redistribution, and the restitution. Granting land ownership to people in, in overcrowded areas will be like telling them that they are freed while still tied to the tree trunk. The process will, will not help to resolve the vets land question. It must be part of a thoroughgoing process of addressing land, the land question. South Africans have experienced an unfortunate situation of rampant corruption that has even been acknowledged by President Ramaphosa. There have also been allegations of elite capture in the implementation of land reform, where land has not gone to deserving beneficiaries, but to, to those with political connections. This has happened because of the marginalization of citizens in decision-making processes. Therefore, all active citizenship in active citizen involvement in policy formation and implementation becomes an important instrument of keeping the scourge of corruption. Lastly, the process of, of upgrading land tenure must be linked to the broader process of all-round land tenure review, the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform in collaboration with the United Nations Development Program has started. Failure to link it will lead to contradictions and the unnecessary duplication of processes. Chairperson and honorable members, uh, more importantly, this process must help the country to unravel the different tenure arrangements inherited from previous regimes. Failure to do so will be perpetuation of the colonial and apartheid legacies that have denied citizens uh, citizenship to black South Africans. I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Fanning Kapai from Kalusa Mpumakolo. We will uh, proceed, the honorable members, to take our next presenter, uh, Mr. Harry May from Surplus People's Project. Ndate May, good morning. Good morning, Chairperson, and good morning, members of the committee and also the administrative staff. Uh, we would, I would like to thank you on behalf of our organization for this opportunity to make our submission. Um, 
So I work for an organization, Surplus People Project. It's an NGO that advances agrarian transformation for land, water, food, and climate justice. And we are in solidarity with the struggles of social movements regarding all the issues that I've just mentioned. So we would uh, like to focus our input on our experience over the last 22 years with regard to another piece of tenure legislation that's been promulgated by this parliament called the Transformation of Certain Rural Areas Act, Act 94 of 1998. So there are a number of similarities, but there are also a lot of differences so hopefully, I mean, we can bring the lessons that we've learned through these years in terms of the implementation of the, what we in shortly would, re, I would refer to Trankra on bearing on the bowl. Now, it is quite interesting in section two, the whole issue that the bowl starts of converting land tenure rights into ownership, just the framing of the bill um, that it doesn't provide like section 25.6 in the constitution um, for kind of a broader exposition of tenure rights. So if we look at section 6, 25.6 of the constitution, it talks about tenure that is legally secure. So, and in this case, I mean, it only speaks about kind of one form of tenure. And the big question that would arise and from our experiences over the last 22 years, whether for instance, ownership or private ownership and having a title deed, whether that is kind of the apex or the best standard for tenure reform. So in our experiences over these years, we've seen, for instance, where CPAs and trusts who had ownership to portions of land that were acquired through the land reform program, uh, that they've lost portions of the land that belonged to a community. And that land was transferred to them in ownership. So it is quite clear um, that the issue of having a title deed needs to seriously be considered in this amendment bill. So whether there shouldn't be an opportunity to have a wider range of tenure forms being made available and that the principle should be that the legislation should provide for, as in section 25, six of the constitution for security of tenure for the members. Um, so it, it was quite interesting in terms of the framing of the Transformation Act. So it follows the constitution. It doesn't explicitly say that land should be transferred, for instance, to municipalities or 
to CPAs in the form of ownership, but it says that whatever the legal entities where the land is transferred to, they, it should provide for security of tenure and the kind of mechanisms uh, that should be put in place to ensure that it's, com that it's compliant with section 26.5 of the Constitution, 25.6 of the Constitution. Um, and then I think I'm in a seriously consideration that needs to be given by the committee is the whole question of the support in general that will be provided for land tenure administration. In our recommendation to the minister in 2003, our organization has been appointed as a facilitator for the, for the tenure reform process in the Northern Cape. Um, our principal recommendation was that the state needs to provide support for land tenure administration. So that was one of the key issues in all the municipalities that was mentioned and that came from the process, because it would seem that without the support for tenure administration, it would be very difficult for people's rights to stay protected. Then also, I think I'm in serious consideration need to be given also to the budget for this specific uh, dimension of tenure reform. And then also to look, need to look at the capacity of the department to be able to realize section 25.6 of the constitution. Now, I also want to speak about the issue of transferring of ownership to tribes. Now, I think in, in, our, in our experience, and we've got lots of communal land that's held in common uh, ownership or common property by the communities in, in these areas. And people have different kind of rights. So what the academics would refer to as nested rights. So, I mean, they have rights as individuals, Within a household, they have rights as a household, they have rights as a community to different portions of land. Um, and if there are no clear rules that would provide protection to these members in these communities or in a particular tribal area or for a particular tribe, I think serious consideration needs to be given when land as proposed be transferred to a tribe. So the most important thing for us, like in the, our experience with, with the Tranka legislation was that we tried in terms of the regulations that were developed, the rules that were developed, for the proposed CPAs who take ownership in some cases, the uh, rules within the municipalities, the regulations that in actual fact provide security of tenure. So we had a long consultation 
process with these communities around these issues. Some of the practice were codified into, into regulations, and this is really been a comprehensive process, and it's not something that you can do uh, in a short period of time. Now, I think for I think it's important that the committee should give consideration to the recognition of all these areas of rights, including all the informal and the customary rights of the citizens or residents within those particular area. Um, and then I want to make a few other comments on some specific aspects, like for instance, the idea that, um, that people that right holders should get access to the process. And it suggested in this amendment bill that it will be done by publication in the Gazette. In our experience, I mean, using local languages and in all kind of media, local newspapers, newsletters by people who will facilitate the process is more appropriate and it gives access to people. So in our processes from the period 2000 to 2003, I mean, thousands of people in these areas were involved because I mean, they could get access to the information and everything was done in the local languages. Um, then, there's also the whole issue of um, when people should get relief when they're not satisfied with a particular outcome. And it suggested, I mean, that the court would mediate in these processes. So our experiences in the tenure reform process in terms of Tranka, that it's very costly and sometimes, I mean, inappropriate because in many cases, the courts didn't know, for instance, how to deal with these tenure issues within these areas. So we've resolved many of the disputes that arose through the tenure reform process by looking at community processes, the institutions that were developed and set up, working with the municipalities. And in cases where we couldn't resolve some of these uh, conflict areas of conflict, uh, we had an opportunity to make use of the officials from the department. So that's a much cheaper way of resolving these kind of conflicts. So, yeah, so in conclusion, I want to say it is quite interesting. I mean, we've got Altra, we've got Trankra, and if I remember, I mean, there was an agreement in 2000 with a, a court for the instance for the Moravian mission station with the Department of Land Affairs at that time. So our recommendation is maybe the committee should consider of actually going back and work on developing a more comprehensive land reform piece of legislation so that it covers all of us in South Africa, that you don't end up with a piece of tenure reform legislation for colored people, for 
black people in this country, but that we have a single comprehensive piece of legislation, chairperson. So on that note, I want to end and I want to commend the committee for affording the opportunity and also affording the opportunity for South Africans to participate in this process. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, Mr. Harry May, for your input. I'm certain it has been uh, well received by the honorable members. Please stay with us for questions and clarity uh, when uh, the other two presenters have uh, concluded as well. I will now take the opportunity. is a community member hailing all the way from Pumalanga. Uh, uh, greetings, greetings to yourself, Chairperson. Good morning. Uh, uh, honorable members, uh, honorable councillors and, 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 and members of, of the public. Uh, first and foremost, uh, one is to appreciate the opportunity, Chairperson. Um, the the latter speakers have, have covered uh, most of my points, uh, Dr. Ngabai, uh, to be particular. Uh, however, in addition, Chairperson, according to my cognizance, the, the Ultra Bill seeks to address the unfair discrimination of uh, women based on their gender into their right of tenure. Uh, therefore, Chairperson, uh, the, the amendments are very necessary uh, to keep uh, discrimination against uh, indigenous black African women uh, in particular. Uh, Chairperson, one of the key objectives of the ruling party is to create a, a united uh, a non-racial, non-sexist, free and prosperous South Africa, where uh, we all enjoy the wealth of uh, our country. Uh, it would be unfair uh, of those of us who have been afforded an opportunity of presenting to the committee if we do not categorically uh, state that uh, youth in South Africa, Chaperson, uh, constitutes about uh, 60% of society. Therefore, we are, we are lobbying the committee as well uh, to include uh, young people and, and, and people living with disabilities when uh, upgrading the land tenure bill. Uh, we, we know, Chairperson, that during the, the, the apartheid era law, only um, recognized men as, as head of uh, the family, and, and thus ownership was, was only granted to men. Last but uh, not least, Chairperson, let me quote one of the greatest uh, revolutionary icons by the name Robert Gabriel Mugabe. When he, when he says, uh, and I quote, do you know that in the whole of Africa, uh, Zimbabweans are the only people who own their land? Uh, we are the only blacks who owns and runs the means of production. Uh, we own our own companies and our own land. That is the true meaning of independence. Uh, that would be my, 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 my submission, Chairperson, as I'm allowed to submarine from the platform.
Thank you, Mom Kondwana, for your submission. I'm certain that uh, honorable uh, members will be able uh, to engage uh, further when uh, we come to questions of clarity. And uh, we appeal to you to stay with us as we take our last speaker. Before we go into questions of clarity, I will now call on uh, Wanda Moilwa. Wanda Moilwa, please uh, take the platform. And I'll request everyone else to mute your microphones, please mute your microphones. Thank you, Honorable Chair, uh, Honorable Members, Members of Community, uh, morning. Uh, Honorable Chair, I just want to pose some few questions because a lot of speakers has covered me. As a councillor uh, representing the farming communities, uh, with regard to Land Tenure Act, uh, Honorable Chair, uh, I think the act is, is, is very vague when it comes to protect the, the farming communities, Honorable Chair. Uh, as a result, uh, there are a few cases that I've come across. Even before I became a councillor, I was working at the office of the Premier in Northwest. Uh, Honorable Chair, uh, I think if we are going to deal with the issue to protect the farming communities with regard to the constructive dismissals, uh, Honorable Chair. Because for me, uh, uh, Honorable Chair, the people who are staying in farming areas, yeah, when they once uh, 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 moving out from the, the areas, going to the urban areas, if they want to visit their families, uh, 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 who passed away a long time ago and buried in the farms, it's a problem. Or if they want to go and erect the, the tombstones there, it's a problem because the farm is privately owned. The owner of the farm is not giving them an opportunity to go and visit their buried ones and also not the opportunity to go and, and, and erect uh, the tombstones for their loved ones. So, Roche, I think, I, I think the portfolio committee uh, 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 must look into in, into that honorable chair. Uh, the second thing, honorable chair, with regard to evictions, if you check the few cases uh, 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 that I was part of, and it went to court, and our people uh, uh, are being losing those cases of evictions uh, uh, because I don't know whether the courts are, 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 are when they make a determination, they make determination based on color what. Because if a person has stayed in the farm for more than uh, 30 years or more than 45 years, others have been born there. But, 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 but once the, the, the owner of the farm wants to evict those people, it is a problem, Honorable Chair, to our people because uh, uh, the land tenure is not protecting them fully. So sometimes they're losing cases. And if they want to go and, and, and appeal, or, or uh, cases, then they are told to constitutional court, and which is uh, uh, financially, uh, they don't have finances uh, to pursue uh, 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 their rights, honorable chair. Then I'm thinking, 
when we do amendments, we must look into those those issues so that our farming areas must be protected, Honorable Chair. Uh, uh, I pause the Honorable Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Bao Moilwa, for your input. Honorable members, there have uh, the presentations from uh, all uh, interested uh, parties. We will now uh, have a session of uh, questions of clarity from the honorable members. And uh, we will then uh, await responses. I will ask all our presenters to please uh, note the questions that are uh, posed directly to you. And uh, when uh, we conclude, we will afford you five minutes to give responses to the questions of clarity. Honorable Clapper. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Greetings to Honorable Members and Presenters. Let me appreciate the presenters of today and uh, their input is so enriching. Honorable Chair, Ntati spoke as and uh, I just wanna check with Ntati does he see this piece of legislation that seeks to transfer ownership of land to women who has been excluded all this time as part of empowerment or as part of an assistance to one of the many challenges of our farm dwellers. To Dr. Nkapai, we appreciate, like I said, the presentation chair. I just want to have an idea on the different terms of leases that the doctor alluded to, that commercial farmers have got long term. Does he have an idea of how many years? And when he speaks of black farmers having short term in terms of lease, does he have also years so that we can get the difference that he's talking about to say there's disparity Commercial farmers has got more years in terms of uh, leases and the, our black farmers are short-circuited uh, in this regard. I just want to get also clarity from Dr. On. She said the bill is not clear how it contributes to the process of uh, what they are busy with, with the United Nations and everything. I just want to have clarity of what, what is it that she was talking about. And also, exploiting his uh, knowledge, his research, the institute he's working on. Does Dr. Nkapai think that this bill that we are busy with, the upgrading of Leonard General Rights Bill, does he think it will help the challenges that farm dwellers are experiencing, as alluded to Mr. Mutsweni and Tate Wandamuidwa? Does he think this bill will alleviate some of these pressures from the farm dwellers? And um, 
if we have to come up with a comprehensive piece of legislation as alluded or submitted by Mr. May. I want to know from uh, our doctor, because he's busy with research, he has been on this for some time. Does he think it's possible to cluster traditional land, communal land, farm dwellers, townships and municipalities into a one piece of legislation? So that moving forward as the portfolio committee, we know that we are busy with communal land, tenant bill on the other side, and because of the diversity of South Africa, we find ourselves moving on different kinds of pieces of legislation. Now, with the vast uh, uh, knowledge of research, does he think that is possible? Residences or private who are farm dwellers, when they go and stay in the farms, work in farms, get accommodation to always know that this is a private. We are losing you, Honorable Clapper. We are losing you. It's like I was lost. I got yeah, kicked out of this. Yeah. Am I back? Yes, you froze. Yeah. So your yeah, last question, we did pick it up clearly. My last question was on on uh, Councillor Muilwa. How do we assist our people to always know that when they go and work at their farms, this is a private property? so that there's no an expectation beyond uh, a certain point because they go there, they get accommodation, and at the end of the day, it becomes issues of uh, squabbles, evictions, and everything. How do we think, as a public representative like us, how do we come together there and come up with uh, an educative programs in that? How can we assist our people? Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Uh... Honorable Marshall. Mayor Marshall. Yes, Chairperson, thank you. Chairperson, I would like to greet you this morning and uh, all the people that are present in this meeting of today. Chairperson, I have heard all the presentations as they were presented and we appreciate their hard work. Honorable Marshal. Can you hear me? Yes, can you please stop the car and park on the side of the road? All right. All right. Uh, Chair, I wanted to say that um, we had all the presentations and uh, we, we appreciate their presence uh, in this meeting of today. Then what 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 is is important, which uh, which I liked in the presentation is that uh, our people from the grassroots they can be able to say what they, they 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 see and they can be able to tell us what they have realized in those farms. And uh, I don't have any question presently, chairperson, but uh, I I, would, I just I just wanted to appreciate the good words. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable uh, Marshall. 
Can we have um, the Honorable Stain? Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you also to all the people who uh, made presentations. Chairperson, firstly, um, Mr. Monsweni um, from Pumalanga uh, um, Stanaton um, was describing the issues that farm workers experience. Um, I would like to find out if they went to uh, the Department of Agriculture's offices or to the labor offices or anywhere for, for assistance uh, on that, Chair, or if, uh, if, if at all possible, you can maybe write uh, or give information to our um, staff members who have assisted so that we can also follow up uh, on that issues, I cannot believe oh, I, that that's the wrong words. I, I it's not the word. I cannot believe. I the words must be. I, I, it's not allowed in these days that we have made all the laws to protect uh, all people and also farm workers. That this is still happening on farms. Chain. It's important that we that we do follow up on these issues. Chairperson, Doctor um, Kapai, thank you very very much for that. Um, it, uh, I would like to find out if you think that the legislation that we are currently discussing will solve the issues that we have discussed. Because um, I, I kind of agree with the presenters that says we need to look at one piece of legislation for everyone. This this uh, discussion of this section and th that section and solving an issue here and there, um, it, it is taking time and it almost feels like we are, you know, doing things just um, when a problem arises and not looking at fixing the whole um, land issue in South Africa. So if you can uh, tell me, uh, Dr. Kabai, if you think the, the current piece of legislation will solve the issues that you have described, um, currently, and then to the other presenters, Chairperson, thank you very much. Um, Mr. May may not remember me, but we've met each other before in Parliament, and I have to say today I fully agree with what he said. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honourable Stein, and we have um, Honourable uh, Matthias. He's not with us, Chair. Honorable Briet. Not with us as well. She extended an apology, Chair. And Miss Chuet. Okay, thank you. Honorable um, Masazi. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, let me indicate that I mean Cape Town. My network is a little bit bad, so I'm, I'm I will not put on a video. My sincere apologies. However, Chair, let me appreciate the inputs made by all the presenters. I have no questions. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honourable Masati. Uh, Honourable uh, Kapa. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, join my colleagues in appreciating the inputs that were presented by all the presenters. They are quite informative. 
the work around expropriation without compensation. We all know that, uh, you know, we, we, we are busy now with, uh, there is a committee that is busy with expropriation without... repeat that because you froze, so we haven't had uh, oh. your input. Please repeat. Okay. Okay, thank you, Chair. I would like to ask a question of Dr. Ngapai and uh, Mr. Harry May of how in their minds do they see this ultra bill and what it seeks to do fitting into the, the, the work that is being done around expropriation without compensation? I hope I'm clear, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable uh, Masipa. Uh, thank you, Chair, and uh, thanks to the presenters. Um, my question, uh, or uh, my question of clarity to Ndade Motswe. We only see your forehead, Honorable Masipa. Oh, sorry. Can you see me now, Chair? Yes, we can see you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry. Um, my question is to Ndade uh, Motswe. Um, um, the question that I have for you is, I know that you have addressed the issues of the uh, water issues on the farm and so forth, and uh, Ms. Stein uh, indicated that we need to get the information around this, which I agree with her. But I think the, the question that I have is, um, can you maybe just address us on this particular bill as to what is your position or the position of the people or the constituency that you represent? If you can help us with that, I'll really appreciate. Uh, to Dr. Ngabai, thank you very much really for your input. I think it's commendable. Uh, you did say that this bill is really commendable, which um, uh, we welcome that. But you did say that further that is reform. Um, and further, you said that the bill is this bill is concerned with township instead of rural areas as well. So uh, the question that I have for you, I think you did indicate about the number of areas that needs to be addressed. But the question is that um, if the bill has to consider the rural areas, uh, which I think you, you agree that the bill must also consider the rural area, what type of security of tenure would you recommend for the rural people? Um, I think the, the rest of the um, the contribution that I've seen here uh, from uh, Mr. May and the others are actually saying that we need to look at this bill in a comprehensive, we need to find a comprehensive uh, bill that address, sorry, that address the, uh, the, the land issue in the country, which I think is commendable. Um, I thank you, Chair. I think uh, I'm covered with the rest. Uh, but if I can just get clarity from the two uh, questions that I've raised. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Masipa. Uh, honorable members, is there any other honorable member that I've missed out who would uh, wish to uh, ask a question?
If uh, not, uh, we will then uh, move to uh, responses from our presenters. I will uh, then uh, uh, call on uh, uh, Mr. Bongani Mtweni. Bongani Mtweni, are you still with us? While we ask the Secretariat to look for him and confirm, let's move on to Dr. Fanning Kapai. He left the meeting, sir. Okay. Dr. Fanning Kapai. Okay. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I wish I, I had all the answers for, for the questions, but uh, I, will, I, will, I will respond to some of the issues that, that have been raised. Regarding the, 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 the disparities in leasehold uh, arrangements, um, some, some, some white farmers have, have lease agreements with whether municipalities uh, on common edge land that that uh, is I mean is is long as uh, forty years, fifty years, while uh, people under the the the, the current uh, legislation uh, uh, who are acquiring farms get short term leases uh, of about. Uh, Three to five years. Um, I understand that there are attempts to uh, increase the the lease arrangements for land from beneficiaries to longer term. But in the majority of cases, these people are getting short term leases that are, if they are longer than ten years, they are very long. They are less than 10 years, whereas the, their counterparts are having leaseholds that are more than uh, 20, 30 years. So, so those are some of the disparities for me that, that I am, 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 am raising. Um, and uh, will the bill help with challenges of farm dwellers? Uh, Chairperson, the, the issue of farm dwellers, farm workers, is, is, is an issue that needs serious consideration uh, because they are, in most cases, on land that belongs to somebody else. And that somebody else uh, uh, determines uh, how they, I mean, the, the the rights these people have on the on the land, and uh, that is why there is so there is valuation of their of the rights of of farm dwellers and farm workers on 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 farms. Now, for me, the 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 the, the the bill, I, I can't see how it would 
it, it would help in, in such a situation. Uh, I mean, without dealing with the issue of ownership of land by farm workers and farm dwellers. That is why I'm raising the issue of linking this bill to the, 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 the whole process of land reform, seeing it as part of land reform, especially land redistribution. We need to deal with the issue of land redistribution. Otherwise, the bill, I mean, the, the most that it can do for farm dwellers would be to allow them to stay on their on their houses they are on or in in on the farms nothing more they would they their rights to to water their rights to cultural activities on the farm will will still be curtailed so you need to deal with land redistribution allow farm dwellers farm workers to have their own land and this cannot be done without dealing with the issue of land redistribution. Um, can there be a, a single tenure system for the different uh, areas of South Africa? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not professing that there should be one uh, tenure system, but I'm saying Whatever tenure arrangement that is, 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 is developed through this bill must take into account that there are various parts of the country that have different tenure arrangements that render South African citizens, some South African citizens, non-citizens. Now you need to deal with, 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 with that situation as we deal with, I mean, as we develop uh, an act that addresses or that upgrades tenure rights of people. Um, and this takes me to the point that was raised about uh, um, Oh yeah, the the, the 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 point that I'm making is that uh, the, the 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 bill should be should be assessed in terms of whether it helps to address landlessness and the overcrowding uh, the majority of black people find themselves in. It will not make sense to give rights, tenure rights, to people who are in overcrowded spaces because we need to deal with the issue of access to land for livelihoods because uh, as i mean yeah let me let me not expand on that but the point is uh, the, the, the point that I'm, I'm, I'm i want to make is that we should be using this as an opportunity to address all the shortcomings that we have as a country we have uh, a majority of people who are landless who are ravaged by poverty uh, because they do not have uh, means of production or they have limited means of production, access to means of production. We need to deal with those issues as we as we grapple with the issue of, of land tenure in the country. Um, the last point, um, the issue of uh, the bill and the 
um, land exploration without compensation. Insofar as this, uh, I mean the 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 the, the, I, the land exploration without compensation is trying to uh, speed up land reform, if I understand it clearly, uh, and the redistribution. It will assist in allowing, uh, in freeing a lot of land that that some of which is used unproductively, underutilized, and others, uh, I mean, some portions of land would be land that is in debt. If that land it gets freed and is redistributed to people who are landless, who are in need of land for livelihoods, that would help uh, to, to, to deal with landlessness. I thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nkapai. Uh, then we have Udatefanya uh, Namkondwan. Namkondwan. Is he still with us? Let's move on uh, to uh, Mr. Harry May. While we are looking for Mr. Mkondwan, Lafote, Mr. Harry May. Okay, so I was asked the question, I mean, the relationship between this bill and its appropriation without compensation. So I think, I mean, this piece of legislation and the expropriation legislation affords us an opportunity to also broadly relook at, for instance, agrarian transformation in our country, and in particular, the issue of the property system that we have. So one of the things that I've mentioned to a colleague yesterday, it would seem that we have a kind of dual system. We've got the deed office and the surveyor general, but for the minority of the citizens of this country, because all the other citizens in the country have kind of informal rights. So we have an opportunity also not just to get access to more land redistributed to South African citizens, but also to rethink the broader system that we have. So I'll also touch on a few issues from our experience as SPP over the last 30 years. Lease agreements, so they are long-term lease agreements, like in Stellum Boss, where people had 99-year leases. And since 1997, with the Democratic Land Reform Program, I mean, people would get leases that would range from one year to a maximum of nine year and 11 months. And there's a reason why it's nine year. So in, in, in line with the uh, local government legislation, so on the question of having a comprehensive piece of legislation, I think, I mean, it will be useful for the committee to consider. So even with regard to the transformation of certain rules, we also had to lean on the provisions in EPOLRA, in the CPA Act, and all these are in different places. So it will be useful to consider a broad 
comprehensive 10-year reform act that will be applicable to the whole of South Africa, that you don't have these different pieces of legislation. Um, so I think that will be uh, a good achievement for, for us if we can say, this is the legislation that we use and not run to different pieces of le legislation. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Ntate May, for your responses. Can I uh, call on Ubaumoilwa? Bawanda Moilwa? Yes, proceed, Ntate. Yes. Uh Honorable Chair, the other thing that uh, I want to also to to highlight with the Department of Rural and, and, and Land Reform, Honorable Chair, the issue regarding the this because when it comes to purchase and and signing the lease agreements with the people who have the interest uh, to become the small imaging farmers it, it, it is a problem because according to me honorable chair you people staying in the farms they have worked there for more than decades more than 20 to 40 years others are being born there and working the same farm but when it comes to the purchase and the selling of the farms, when the department go and make assessments, they are not considering those people who have been there for a long time. It's either they will bring someone from outside, uh, becomes a small a small farm in, in, in that... Bobo, uh, can you please mute your microphone? Please uh, the department is also discriminatory. Department of Rural and Land Reform is also discriminatory because they are not giving those people a chance also or an opportunity to be the small emerging farmers. It's either they are bringing someone from outside uh, to come there and make production in those farms, while people who are residing in those farms, they are just sitting there and they are not giving an opportunity also to work in those farms. Others are a, a department buying or, or, or comes into an agreement with those emerging farmers, but those are not making production. It's either they come with kettles, uh, 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 poultry or something, but not actually making a, a agricultural production in those farms, and which is, is a problem to us. Instead, the people who are residing in those farms, they could have been given an opportunity uh, 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 to become an emerging farmers. The department must monitor them 
department must must teach them uh, 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 how to 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 run the the business. But now the department is neglecting them. That's my problem I'm having, Honorable Chair. And Honorable Chair, that is why today we are having a, a backlog when it comes to farming community areas. Because uh, according to me, they should have been given an opportunity, despite the fact that they are not well-educated, they are illiterate. But when it comes to work specifically, they know the work because they have been doing that work uh, uh, for many decades. The only thing is that they cannot write, they cannot read, but they can do the work. So the department must monitor, the department must, 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 must take them uh, along, teach them how to, to, to write proposals, uh, 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 how to do your, 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 your applications going forward. But now, if the department is neglecting them, then where are they going to get that assistance from? Because the department must firstly consider the people who are staying in those farms before they can bring someone outside. And the department also, when they do the, the monitoring, they can also assist those people. But if they are not assisting them, assisting them, we are going to have a, a, pro, a problem that, 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 that will come a, a, a disease for, for, for those people who are staying in the farms uh, going forward, Honorable Chair. Honorable uh, this Doria's movement, when they fought for democracy, they didn't fought democracy to discriminate uh, 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 people on the basis of their, their studies, the basis, in, in the basis of their educational level. They fought for democracy for each and every person in this country must benefit and reap the soul of democracy. But the people who are staying in the farming areas, they've never enjoyed democracy until today. So we are neglecting the people who are staying in, 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 in farming areas. And that is a problem to me. So I want the people who are staying in the farming areas be given an opportunity also. Because they know the way. They must be given an opportunity. The issue of paperwork and other things, the department must assist them and monitor them. But if once the department comes yeah, if the department come and oppress them, Honorable Chair, I'm having a problem. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you uh, for the responses uh, to the questions that were posed by the Honorable uh, Members. Um, Honorable uh, Members, let us proceed uh, to the second session of our presenters and call upon uh, our first presenter on this second session will be Ndate uh, Velem de Chavones. Thank you, Mr. Che. Um, yes, my name is Willem de Chavones. I'm the president of uh, Agri Northwest, um, and I'm a livestock farmer from the Northwest province. Uh, more particular from Ratlai Municipality. Uh, thanks a lot for this opportunity to address members of, of Parliament and fellow South Africans regarding this very important piece of legislation. Um, I firstly want to say that I'm not a law expert and I'm not a specialist on traditional affairs. So I'm not going to um, stick my neck out in, in that regard. Um, but I am I'm a farmer and I do have a passion for for the rights of, of the citizens of our country and 
any legislation that will promote um, the rights of especially women in our country, uh, we fully support. So from Agri North West side, we, uh, we support this legislation. Uh, we also support the submissions made by Agri SA and by, by BUSA. Um, in the rural areas, we've got a massive problem of food insecurity. Um, and it's been um, highlighted during this COVID crisis as well. And um, the reason we've got a food insecurity crisis is not because there's not enough food uh, produced in our country. The main reason is because we have uh, such a high um, unemployment rate. And um, the unemployment rate is, uh, uh, is because of one of the reasons the unemployment rate is so high is because we don't have tenure security uh, for lots of people in South Africa. So this bill trying to address uh, tenure security will definitely help with the food insecurity problems that we do have. For instance, in my municipal area, um, we uh, over 60% of the municipal land is government owned, uh, but 95 to 98% of the job creation is in the 35% of the privately owned land. So we need to get some uh, uh, tenure security for everybody so that they can, can, can participate in the rural economy. Um, we've done a survey under our members on numerous occasions and over 90% of, 95% of our members would like to, to help um, uh, emerging farmers, new farmers, becoming strategic partners uh, but then it, the, the business plans need to make economic sense and they need tenure security. Agriculture is a long-term investment and without tenure security, there will be no, no investment. Um, we've gone through a couple of models and without tenure security, we, we can't find any private finance. And uh, to get the economy going, you need the private finance. So we need that tenure security. So in closing, I just want to say that uh, like I stated in the beginning as well, we want to see individuals and groups empowered. We want to see private property rights um, protected. We want to see all citizens enjoying the fruits of private property rights, um, and uh, especially the discrimination against females. There's been a, a worldwide study, um, and I'm sure it'll be similar in South Africa as well, where uh, female farmers uh, reinvest over 90% of the income in their farming enterprises. So you get much better growth if there's female farmers. So we would like to see, see more females participate in, in, farming, um, in, in farming enterprises. Mr. Chair, I want to thank you for the opportunity. Good luck with your work. Um, and I'll, I'll stay in line as long as possible to take any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Willem de Chavonez Fruchte from uh, Agri Northwest. Thank you for the input you've made on these public hearings. And I'm certain that uh, honorable members will uh, be able to have uh, questions of clarity on the input that you have made. Uh, honorable uh, members, let me uh, call on Ubao uh, Hadeb. Police had to be. Call now, bomb police had to be. 
Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, Councillors, Community Members, Fellow South African. Uh, my name is Mkholi Sihadebe. I'm from Bumalanga Province, Ismolanyana town called Falkrust. Um, Chair, firstly, I'd like to raise my point, Mami. Uh, on this purpose of the bill, especially the act that has been declared unconstitutional due to gender-based discrimination. I've, I fully support that it's unconstitutional due to gender-based discrimination, that, you, uh, that women do not have the right to own and control land because of patriarchal discrimination legislative laws. Under this customary law, women are treated as minors, and therefore I cannot allocate land, inherit or eat or make a decision about this management and use. We like to see changes, amendment to this ATRA Act as to ensure in line with the provision of the South African Constitution, especially the section of equality. As an activist, uh, not in my name, we support the amendment of the bills, Chairperson. Uh, we like to enforce that agriculture and land reform legislation and policies in South Africa attempt to incorporate gender concern and ensure women participation in land, tenor bill, act delivery. Uh, before I'll make closing, Chairperson, uh, I'd like to see that government ownership control our land because of this common law systems. Land tenor is a legal regime. It's biased, giving minority rightful ownership. We argue that compensation must be paid and intend challenging the proposed constitutional amendment in courts. We love to see changes in South Africa, especially in the environmental and landscape issues. We must be alert that no compliance risk or legal risk in the resources and economy will be getting affected for not following the regulation. We love to see changes, especially in African people to give in training and development workshop that can equip them in the agricultural sectors and land reforms. Young people are great assets, Chairperson, to any country. Let's implement the regulation that can change the life of all. For instance, let government be ownership rights of the land and all the resources I submit. Thank you, Chairperson. Pungan. Oh. Chairperson. Thank you very much, We certainly will come back on questions of clarity on his presentation. We will move on, honorable members. Allow me to invite Mpostoli Sibeko, community member hailing all the way from Pumalanga. Ndate Sibeko Usekona Mpostoli Sibeko While we await for him, 
Can we call on Kosimabe? Kosimabe? And I check with the Secretariat and our content advisors and staff to assist on the two presenters if they are available. Oposto Risibego, as well as Kosimabe. Are they with us? Oposto Risibego, Okay. Dr. Sibeko, you may proceed. Postoli Sibeko, you may proceed. Mpostoli Sibego, please unmute your microphone and you may proceed. I just witnessed that as well. Hosimabe. Honorable members, let's go into questions of clarity on the presentations that have been put. Maybe before we do that, let me ascertain, is there anyone who is on the platform who would like to make a presentation? Can you raise your hand or signal to us? Mpostoli Sibeko, are you ready to do your presentation? Mpostoli Sibeko, can you unmute your microphone and present? Uh, Honourable uh, members, let us move uh, to questions of clarity on the presentations that have been put to us. Whilst uh, we request the Secretariat and staff to engage with the two latter presenters, 
to see if we are able to have them present right after this uh, questions of clarity. Honorable Clapper. Thanks, Chair. Chair, I think the presentation by Mutate Valem from uh, Agri Northwest, straight and forward, and uh, we really appreciate the support that Agri Northwest is giving for women to own property. I think it's a progressive move, and in as much as we support the expansion in commercial agriculture in agriculture we get uh, comforted to hear organizations like agri northwest supporting the move for women to own their own properties i also appreciate uh, honorable chair the presentation from that policy hadebe and i don't have a question for him thanks so much Thank you. Honorable Marshall. I'm covered, leadership. Chairperson, I'm covered. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Stein. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Yes, I also just want to thank uh, the presenters. I think uh, they have made good presentations. Uh, uh, inputs uh, and we will take it into consideration when we are discussing uh, the bill. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Matthias. He was not with us earlier. Uh, Honorable Montwedi. Thank you very much, Chair. A very good morning. Uh, to all members. Chair, I have, I want to raise something with regard to what was raised by Mr. Phelan of Agri Northwest. Am I audible, Chair? Yes, you are audible, but not visible. You may proceed. Yes, I'm sorry for not being visible. I'm going to get cut because it's the network, if I can put my picture. Chair, yeah. So Alan made mention of the fact that we need to protect private property. Now, uh, as a sensible law-abiding citizen, we agree and abide to this. However, we are talking redress and justice. We cannot talk about protecting private property, particularly relating to land, without having first redress of the past and giving people much-needed justice. I want to ask Mr. Vellum in, in regard to that submission that he made to say, shouldn't we first redress and deliver justice first, then talk protection of private property from an equal footing? Because talking about private property now, we're not talking about it from an equal footing. Would it not be best if we can talk about protecting of private property rights from an equal footing chair. I'm, 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 I'm speaking to that because that's something that I had him uh, mention. Thank you very much, uh, Mudula Stilo. Thank you, uh, Dr. Muntwedi. Uh, Mema Shati, 
the Honorable Memasati. Thank you very much, Chair. I'm covered. Thank you, Honorable Kappa. Thank you, Chair. I'm covered also. Thank you, Honorable Mbabama. Um, thank you, Chair. I have no questions, just an appreciation for um, the presenters. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Masipa. Uh, thank you, Chair, and thanks to, to the presenters. Uh, Willem from um, Agri Northwest, I just um, uh, want to ask a question. Uh, I know that there has been an engagement between AgriSA and the traditional leaders of the communal to address the issue of productivity in communal land. Um, can, are you able to give some feedback with regards to how that conversation is going and uh, what are some of the challenges in terms of making those communal land uh, productive or support the, uh, the, um, uh, the horses? Uh, the chiefs and kings in terms of making those lands productive. Thanks very much. Thank you, honorable members. Is there any other honorable member who wishes to pose a question whom I may have missed? Okay. Honorable members, I believe Ntate uh, Bongani has been able to join us again. Let us uh, afford him uh, the opportunity to respond on the questions that were posed to him. Bao Bongani. You may proceed. Please unmute your microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, We are Hey, I'm Zwanga. question. I didn't hear the question. But Chairperson, I, I did record as an interpreter something that I would say it's in vernacular to Shoni Shubongan. I wonder if I can ask those Please questions. Please proceed. Yes. Okay. Babubongan, Nobody Itole abasebenzi bakhona lixoxa loludaba indlela eniphatheke ngayo uma naya nathola iphimpendulo nayaphathwa kanjani khona nemnyakaze yavela emahhovisi ezolimo noma ezomsebenzi ukuthi ngikwazi ukusizakala na ngoba ngeke ukuthi ekusetshenzwe kangaka umthetho uhlanganiswe 
legislation kodwa kuthula kathini sahlupheka kangaka emaplazini akulungile lokho wasekuthi ke ubabuchapha akukuningi kakhulu baba ngoba kuthi akufani umhlonishi uchapha baba umsweni wathi kufanele wazi ukuthi bayazi bona njengamalunga epalamende enezinto ezenzeke impilo enzeni emaplazini noma zingabajabulisi wena ke njengomelele umphakathi othile ozowumela la indiki kupheni kushoyo ngalwengxa yomthetho lipho inine ikupheni kubonayo ngabe kuqegayo noma uqinisa lomthetho ukuthi usebenze ngendlela efanele okokugcina ke baba umtsweni kuyafana nje futhi ubaba umasipha wathi okukhuluka kakhulu bakuzwile ukuthi uthini kodwa batshele ukuthi ngina ke nithini njengabantu abalaphema plazini kakhulu kaziwena ozobamela la ingakho ngithengi imibuzo yabitha ayibe umbuzo wodwa ukuthi igalelo leni nithini ngalomthetho abawethula kunina ikuphene kubona kusizakalelwe khona ikuphlambela kuxeqa khona bafuna nje lokho ukuthi uveze lokho bakuzwile konke lokho kushoyo ikuphi ke kuvela ngakini njengomphakathi endifusi kukudlulisa alomthetho phambili yabona ya okay ma eh okokuqala ukuphendula umbuzo wokuqala la to respond to the first question umthetho ubonakala ubakhava futhi ungabasebenzela abantu besifazane it can help uma bangabakhona abantu abangaphuma if there can be people uma bangabakhona abantu abangaphuma bazobheka and check come to the farms and check the situation it's breaking I can't hear him. Abumtsweni. Babongane emtsweni. Babongane emtsweni. Babongane emtsweni usase khona. ဘောင်းဘောင်းနိုင်ဆွေနိဆင်ငါတူစလာရှိခဲ့ဒီစတင်ဆွေလောစ်ဒီဟဗ်လောစ်ဥပါဝမ်ဆွေနိဝီဝ
Just respond to the questions that were asked by the members of parliament. I didn't hear the question, Chairperson. You may interpret for him then the question. Chairperson, I didn't record. It was, it was, it didn't didn't record. Uh, yeah, Dr. Manenge? Dr. Manenge? Yes, can you assist with the questions that were posed to Umar uh, I'll ask my colleagues, uh, I think they were taking notes, Tembi and Nokuzola. At that point, I was out of the building. Okay. Thank you. Mam Mam Kasha? Chairperson, there was no question to Mr. Hadid. Oh. I get Pungane, Leuba, being Thank you, honorable members. Uh, we will uh, move on then, uh, since the other presenters, uh, we are unable to locate them or we have lost them. Is there any other people that have joined us who are ready to present? Who's moving around there? Manyamza. If you may assist uh, on a presenter. I'm not sure who they are, Chair, because they registered with a number 1KNST1. So I'm not oh, sure okay. who they are. I don't know their identities. Um, Tony, please mute your microphone. Mute your microphone. Thank you. Can I request uh, the honorable uh, the gentleman with a gray polo neck, please present. Bob, please present. Baba, please present. The gentleman with the gray polo neck. Yes, please present. 
Are you able to hear us? Chairman, don't know colors. <laughs> oh, am I colorblind? What color is that? You are right. You might not know the color is putting in. Please proceed and present. The gentleman with the polo neck. Yes, please, please present in Don't look behind you. Look at us. Yes, please proceed. Unfortunately, we don't have his name, but he is on the screen and is uh, visible. Although we don't seem to have him uh, registered. Is there any presenter that is with us today who would like to present to the Portfolio Committee on these public hearings? Please proceed. Oh, you had that call. Uh, you don't want to present. The gentleman doesn't want to present. Honorable members, uh, maybe let's check with staff if there's anyone they have on the register who would like to present. There is no one, Chair. There is no one. Yes, Chair. Oh. Honorable. Uh, Members, uh, Baba, Neafunu presenter. Let's see, his audio is connecting. Gentlemen, do you wish to present to the portfolio committee? Checking if, uh, do you wish to present to the portfolio committee? The two gentlemen, are you connecting? Yeah, it's like they're connecting here. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't seem to uh, log in and I'm still trying to give them an opportunity. Are you logging in, gentlemen, to present? They can't hear you. Yeah, it seems uh, we are not audible on your side. Oh, shame, old man. Uh, please mute your microphone. Honorable members, we have uh, tried uh, to give them an opportunity to present, but uh, 
we seemingly are not audible on their side and uh, we can't pick up uh, anything from their side. Sanbonaba, how are you? Morning. Can you hear us? Do you hear us? Now I have to yes, Honorable Trapper. I was just checking if maybe we have IT people, they can uh, take them off. Probably when they reconnect, they will get it right. Because I also see on the participant list, it's only the video that is on. If they cut them, then they reconnect, it might work. They might be able to call on the internet or together. Thank you, Honorable Tape. Let us uh, check with IT if uh, there's anything on their side they may be able to uh, do to reconnect this uh, gentleman who has been patiently waiting uh, to be with us on this public hearing. And anyone from IT, are you able to assist in this regard? No, we don't have an IT person. We must log a call so that we can get that assistance. Okay. I can remove them. Maybe they will be able to log in again. Okay, please do that. Thank you, Chair. My you will inform us if you've been able to reconnect them when they do come up. But in the meantime, I will pose then the question to the honorable members as we had asked for an extension for two and a half days to engage on uh, these uh, oral submissions as we had received over 480 uh, requests to make oral uh, presentation. Out of those, I think uh, from the two and a half day assessment, we have probably only achieved about uh, 60 of those. Uh, can I then uh, have your input on the way forward and uh, how you think uh, we ought to proceed? Uh, perhaps uh, also we can gain guidance from the content advisors 
in terms of the reflections on these two and a half days that we have had and what their uh, thoughts on the way forward uh, ought to be. Come again. Babum Postol is back. He's struggling with the network, but he's back now. Babum Postol is back. If you have livestock, there is a limit that is given to you. The number uh, of the livestock to keep is limited. So it mustn't happen like that. That's why I'm saying this ultra bill should deal with the ownership. If there is to be a funeral in a farm, others are not allowed to go and bury their loved ones. Even the councillors are unable to work smoothly. The owners are unable to sign for the service. I think as a department, I think as parliament or uh, as the department, there should be verification of those owners. Find out whether it's the genuine owners that are signing. Because sometimes they call themselves they are owners while abusing people. Who are suffering there? Shortly, chairperson. Uh, the tenure must change to the ownership. The tenure should be changed to the ownership. Thank you very much, chairperson. Thank you, Baum Postol Lisbeko, for your presentation. There any other person who may wish to present to the portfolio committee? Apostoli, <laughs> um, please mute your microphone. 
presenter who may wish to present. Honorable uh, members on the presentation of Ubaum Postoli, is there any honorable member who may wish to put a question of clarity? Manyamza, please mute your microphone. You are audible with Dr. Manenje. Any honorable member who may wish to pose a question of clarity on the presentation of Baum Postodisbeko? Thank you, honorable members. Let me also thank all our presenters for their submissions they've made on this upgrading of the land tenure right amendment bill. We will ensure that all your input is taken to consideration as we, as a portfolio committee of agriculture, land reform and rural development, uh, move forward with the amendment of the bill. Honorable uh, members, would like to thank you for the participation on this fifth day of our public hearings and would like uh, to just check with the uh, secretariat and the content advisors in terms of what uh, the way forward will be. Having concluded this two and a half days, we had uh, made a request for an extension. Manyamza. Chair. I'm listening, Chair. Yes, we would like you to just uh, give indication as to what your thoughts are on a way forward uh, in terms of uh, procedure having concluded these two and a half days. Thank you, Chair. The, the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development must present to the committee their responses to the submissions that we received, both written and oral submissions. And then that would be followed by the analysis by the content advisors and researchers. Then we, we consider the bill clause by clause, but before that, we check members must deal with the motion of desirability, whether this bill is desirable for the committee to proceed and report to the House. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Manyamza. Any other further input from our content advisors? Dr. Manenje, Mam Klashe.
Thank you, Chetetsa. Um, I think Ms. Yamza mentioned everything that we were going to say, except to say that the day that the content advisors and researchers will address the committee, and uh, we'll also invite the legal advisors to come also and deal with all the legal questions that may have emanated from this process. Thank you. Thank you. Mam Klashe, you want to take the last bite? as we conclude Women's Month. I'm covered, Chair, thank you. Oh, I'm Bogoto is covered. Thank you. Honorable members, Mr. Zwane is connecting, he's one of the participants that we're supposed to speak today. Thank you, Chair. Babu Zwane. Mr. Zwane. Babu Zwane. I see, Chair, that he's trying to connect to audio. It says connecting to audio. It's, it's connecting, but it's... Good morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, the challenge we've been having with him uh, for the whole morning. And uh, we try to even identify uh, him. Uh, so I'm happy that they've been able to locate uh, that uh, his name is Ubaus Piwe Zwane. Manged. Baumann geht. Wer Honorable members, uh, Mr. Zwane hasn't been able to hear us, nor are we able to hear him. And this has been going on for the whole session this morning, uh, ever since he connected. Uh, we have tried uh, all uh, possible means to connect with him, but we are only seeing him, uh, he's visible, no audio is coming through from our side to him, nor from his side to us. Therefore, we are unable to receive his submission. And uh, we may request the secretariat to engage further with him and see if we can send a written response uh, to a written submission to the committee. Because on this uh, particular uh, engagement, uh, you see now he's already gone off uh, the system, so we've lost him again. We will uh, leave it uh, for the secretariat to uh, contact him and get a written submission so that we are able to uh, note his uh, input. 
you have had honorable members on what the uh, way forward uh, will be and we will engage on the desirability of uh, the bill and if we have indeed been able to achieve what we set out to in ensuring that we are able to uh, engage with uh, all persons that wished to give input on this uh, upgrading of the land tenure uh, rights amendment bill. We therefore want to thank you for uh, this uh, fifth day of our public hearings and uh, wish you well ahead of uh, the weekend. Uh, May you continue to stay safe and protected during these challenging times of uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, We wish you well with your families uh, over the weekend and we shall resume and continue our work on the next setting. Honorable uh, members, our staff, and all our guests that have been able to be with us and those that particularly gave in their submissions. We thank you uh, for your input. The meeting stands adjourned. Thanks, Chair. Thank Thank you, Chair. It's a lovely weekend, colleagues. And our... Thank you, everyone, and also our co-chair yesterday. In Bogoto. You have the phone.